So welcome into the week 14, 15. I don't know what we call it anymore, Bobby. We're so far deep in the playoffs, I'm not sure. I know we are headed to the state semifinals. We just finished up with the state quarterfinals. We had some fantastic ball games across the state. Weather had a huge impact on a lot of that. So we've got that. Basketball notes. A interview with head coach JJ Johnson over the surprise uh, over at Surprising Oakwood and so much more. But let's get started. I'm Craig Spear with the Happy Sports Network, and I'm Bobby Brown with Texas One A Fan. Starting off good here, Craig. No kidding. Well, Bobby, it was a great week here in the uh, state quarterfinals. We talked about weather was a huge impact across the state in some games, either moving games or truly had an impact in the ball games. Uh, we saw some upsets, some teams go out that normally don't fall uh, this uh, late in the playoffs. And uh, But we're going to start things off with a team that, uh, to a point, I think has come out of nowhere, and that is the Oakwood Panthers. And we got the head coach for Oakwood, Coach J.J. Johnson, on with us. And, Coach, welcome in this afternoon. Glad, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Coach, I, I got to ask you, so this is your first year there at Oakwood. You were a basketball coach at Palestine for a lot of years, won over 300 games there. I have to ask before we get into your football team, what brought you to Oakwood to want to be the football coach? Uh, well, I mean, I always uh, coach football you know, at Palestine. I've been a defensive coordinator a few years and I worked at KU. Uh, I ran the freshman team at Palestine. You know, we always – Coach football, and they, they said, you know, you want to coach basketball in Texas, you know, you got to learn football too. <laughs> uh, I love uh, football. I love being around the intensity of the sport as well. You know, Mr. Holden, I used to – he's a superintendent there, and he was an athletic director at KU, and I was his defensive coordinator when I was out there and my son was playing. And also uh, my wife is also the assistant superintendent and principal down there at Oakwood. And I got a son that coached on the staff with me down there. So they was already there in place. And uh, I just kind of always went to the game and just kind of you know, loved a small town. I'm from a small town and kind of been really enjoying it. Talk about that, uh, your Oakwood Panther team, because you guys have, I guess, to a point, come out of nowhere. You know, we started talking about y'all uh, probably mid-season as you started sending us the stats on Zach Nickerson. But just talk in general about your team and how it's went from the start of the season to find yourself in the state uh, semifinals. Well, I guess the expectation was kind of high. You know, we kind of set the ball when we got there. Coach, uh, we had uh, Isaiah Jacobs, one of our, one of our uh, you know, dynamic players. that went out with a knee injury early in the year. Uh, we also had you know, another player that uh, that moved, you know, to stay with his dad. And we had we lost another good receiver to injury. So we lost three pretty good, really, players there. And uh, But, you know, we uh, I kind of brought some of the 11-man thing. We, we do an 11-man to a six-man. You know, of course, it's a – Totally different game <laughs> and uh, finding that out. But uh, we just kind of, you know, amped up. You know, we started back in the summer, you know, with a summer strength and conditioning program and kind of got that going. And the kids kind of started buying in. And we just uh, kind of hang our hat a lot on the defensive side of the ball, you know, which we got a good offense. We got Nickerson and we got things rolling. I think Coach Trish, our offense, oh, OC does a great job with those guys. And But, you know, we try to hang our hat on the defense, try to get some stops here and there and, and I said, we can play defense, we can be in any ball game. And I tell them that all the time. So that's kind of what's going you know, on. If you look at the game against Bluffdale, you know, we just offensive side of the ball, we kind of had a rough start, but the defense kind of kept us in for a while. So talk about your team, and, and we're going to get to Zach Nickerson in a minute because he's already set a uh, six-man state record as far as touchdown scores. So I want to get to him, but let's focus on uh, some of the other players first before we get to Zach. Talk about some of the guys who have really stepped up and helped get you to this point. I think we got to start with our quarterback, Ryder Perry. Uh, I remember back in the summer, I told him, if you want to be QB1, I need you here every day in strength and conditioning. And he's kind of took that role on, uh, especially when Isaiah went down. Uh, he's kind of leading the team. And 
just being a stellar player for us on the defensive side of the ball also. And you go look at, you know, if you look at our uh, roster, we got a lot of freshmen. We play a lot of freshmen. Uh, 84, Michael Reed is a freshman uh, playing that on the, on the Jaybird. You know, he played that slot a lot and the receiver for us, and he catches a lot of good passes for us. I mean, he's we've had some some good freshmen. You know, you look at Nick Strickland, our center, uh, Darion Thomas, number nine, one of our running backs. We've had some freshmen that stepped up and just played some big role for us in some key games, if you want to look at that. So, uh, yeah, Zach is our, you know, our horse, but, you know, we got some guys around him that's, that's playing pretty good ball right now. And then let's get to uh, to uh, Zach because, you know, you look at it almost just four yards short of 3,500 yards rushing, 77 uh-huh. touchdowns. Just yeah, talk yeah. about what he means to your team. And and I heard a quote that you, you gave one of the, I think it was the Palestine paper there, that it just seems like he gets stronger as the game goes on. Oh, he does. I mean, for foremost, I got to say he won a, a God friend fellow that I know we talk, you know, a lot about God and stuff. And and uh, he's a team guy. I mean, people look at his stats and he's a really a total team guy. Uh, it's a lot of times he come over to coach. I want to run this. I mean, he want to block and he's a great blocker. But I said, man, we need you toting the rock. And so uh, but uh, he just comes to practice every day with that same mentality. And I tell him all the time, you can tackle Zach. You can tackle anybody. He's one of those guys that, like you said, he gets stronger. He gets stronger. You know, uh, like the other night, you see, I don't know if they, he went down with it. You know, he got kind of banged in the knee, and he, I think he came back stronger in that game. Uh, but he just means a lot to the team. Uh, the team loves him. It's a lot of time we put him on. He, he carried the team on his back, you know, when we were behind. I mean, yeah, we're a run-oriented team, but, hey, uh, we said we're going to do – we're going to run until they stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so when you look at Oakwood, you guys have been uh, to the uh, state semifinals twice, once in 11-man, once in six-man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in 1991, Oakwood made the state finals, and believe it or not, they lost to Memphis, where I'm from. I remember mm-hmm. seeing that ball game, so I have to ask, are there any remnants, uh, I'm assuming potentially some of the kids uh, who played in that 91 state game might have some players on your roster now? Uh, not that I know of, but I mean, I, uh, that's when I, I graduated high school in 92 and I knew the Oakwood, they were in our district and I know a lot of guys around there. we joke, they come around, we talk and we laugh, but, uh, I think a lot of them have moved off now, but, uh, there may be some cousins, maybe some, some cousin nephews around, you know, I'm not sure. So with such a young team behind Zach, thinking that next year you're going to need someone to step up and take a leadership role. How do how do you expect to do that? Uh, early in the year, I mean, uh, like Darion Thomas carried the carried the ball for us a lot, and he's he's a pretty good running back. Uh, because, like I said, when he, you get down to these games where hey, you win, you lose, you go home. <laughs> hey, seven's touching the ball a lot, but we got some pieces. Uh, got a good eighth graded group just coming up, uh, and I think uh, I think we'll be fine. Of course, the offense may change a little, you know, because right now, you know, we can do some different things. But you know, hey, when one thing's working, hey, why stop it? <laughs> So when you look at your next opponent, the Lorraine Bulldogs, what what do you see in Lorraine, and what do you got to do for Oakwood to be victorious in that ball game? I don't know. You got out. You got twenty four hours for me to talk about it. Oh man, they they're good. They're uh, they got they they're quick. They're fast. Uh, they can throw it. You know, they can run it. I mean, I don't know. You pick your poison. We got our work cut out for us. Uh, but uh, like I said, I think we resilient. It's like the other night with Bluffdale. You know, I think they. They had a good running back and things, and they threw the ball around. But, you know, we got that that, that bend, don't kind of break defense. Uh, Coach Cooper does, does a great job on that side of the ball. So we just – I don't know. We got our work cut out because they got, they got athletes all over the field, and they got, you know, weapons. 
All right, Coach, earlier in our uh, interview, I want to circle back to this. You talked about your son coaches with you. Yes, how much sir. fun is that, and uh, how much do you enjoy that? Oh, it's really fun. I mean, because I know in the past, my daughter, I, I hold families, so we educators. My daughter coaches over in Tyler, but I just coached with her one year. But uh, coaching my son is fun. You know, uh, sometimes he may make me mad sometimes, you know, but overall, uh, we ride to work together, so we, we'll talk about different things, and, uh, you know, it's Sometimes I gotta be, I gotta understand that hey, he's an adult now, but you know, treat him like an adult. But we have a lot of fun. You know, we do. We have a lot of fun talking about different things. And he kind of introduced me to the one A to y'all. Uh, I said, Coach, you hit Dad, you been hearing the podcast? I said, What podcast? Oh man, they got one A. And so he kind of he, he knows a lot more about the one A stuff than I do. And he's uh he keeps me updated on a lot of it. And uh, but it's been it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. That's awesome. <laughs> Well, Coach Johnson, we can't thank you enough for joining us this afternoon. Best of luck to your ball club. Uh, I have no doubt they're going to do well. You're right, Lorraine is a good ball club, but uh, no doubt that Oakwood's going to do well, not only this year as they finish off the season, but uh, in the seasons going forward. they got a good man uh, leading them there. So we do appreciate you joining us here on the Backroads Podcast. Well, thank you, Craig and Bobby. Uh, appreciate you having me on here and looking forward to it. Well, I'll see you next week. All right, thank you. So, Bobby, that was great to catch up with uh, Coach J.J. Johnson there at Oakwood. His Panthers really looking good. And, hey, we had him on, so let's start there. Let's talk about the Oakwood Panthers. They beat Bluffdale in the Region 3 regional finals, state quarterfinals. I'm calling it the state quarterfinals. They beat them 64-51. to How about Zach Nerickson? 23 carries, not one, not two, not three, 475 yards rushing. Nine touchdowns. He's got now almost 3,500 yards rushing on the season. And now a six-man record confirmed by uh, Mr. Lehman Saunders. 77 rushing touchdowns. Breaks the record by the great Dwayne Miles over at Amherst. And let me tell you, if you're breaking any record that Dwayne Miles set, you're pretty good. Uh, I would agree with that. I think there was a second one, too, that was tied um, the De- the Degan kid from Motley County, but you know that he blew that record out of the water. He's got seventy seven, and that record stood at seventy two, and he's not done yet. Wow, I know that 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 is the crazy part. So uh, nice job there by the Panthers. They're going to move on. This is Division Two that we're talking about in the state quarterfinals out of Region Three. Well, down in Region Four, and uh, Coach Johnson talked about it. Up next for the Oakwood Panthers, that is the Lorraine Bulldogs. And they beat Cherokee 24-6 in an absolute slop fest, mud fest, mud bowl, whatever you want to call it, Bobby. There was definitely more water on the ground than there was grass at times. I totally agree with you. It looked like a pond out there. But, you know, it makes for awesome videos and pictures when they hit that water on the ground and it splashes up. Well, it does Unless you're the referee, when Davian Waffle scores his 44-yard touchdown and the poor referee at the goal line, uh, yeah, he was trying to stop and couldn't do it, and uh, he definitely made uh, America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh, sure man. Where's gonna... that video? <laughs> Just go to Huddle for Lorraine and check out their highlights, and you can't miss it. The poor guy, I mean, he absolutely busted at the end of that play. It Did is... he get wet? He got just a little bit wet. He did, but it it was funny. But uh, you talk about it. Uh, this Lorraine Bulldog team, you know, A.J. Williams got hurt earlier in the season, and we really wondered what was going to happen with Lorraine. But uh, they said, hey, don't worry about us. 
Uh, in this ballgame, A.J. Williams over 100 yards rushing, two touchdowns, had a passing touchdown. Uh, one of those to Davion Walther, as I talked about. He had three receptions for 65 yards and a score. Also had a scoop and score in this one. Damian Delgado with eight tackles and a sack. And Lorraine did all this despite five team fumbles, but the defense for the Bulldogs was outstanding. Cherokee, four team fumbles in this one, 71 total yards. They just struggled hanging onto the ball all night long, and that Bulldog defense was part of that reason. So Lorraine moves on to the state semifinals there in uh, Division Two, and they will take on the Oakwood Panthers. Let's move up to Region 1 and a game that you were at yesterday, Whitharrell and Balmeray doing battle in a game that Whitharrell was up 18 to nothing. Then Balmeray comes storming back, but Whitharrell answers the call and they win this one 34 to 20. Shamadric Weaver, 15 carries, 81 yards, two touchdowns. Brent Robinson, 68 yards rushing and a touchdown. Jaron Ellard, 7 of 10, only 31 yards, but he did have a touchdown. And our little guy there, Nomar Gomez, 17 and a half tackles, 13 of those solo. And they did all this while Balmeray almost out to uh, gain them by almost a full hundred yards. Tomas Contreras, 29 carries, 225 yards, two touchdowns, and 11 tackles. But the Panthers move on. They take out Balmeray 34 to 20. They do. And I, uh, let me just start with the weather. We had a little bit of everything uh, except for snow. <laughs> uh, we had rain when it was sunny, and then the rain finally went away. And then the wind started up. So we had a little bit of everything yesterday. And, you know, I, I mean, I hate to say this, but neither one of those teams played like I have seen them play this season. It, it, it felt like both of them were off just a little bit. And so um, it, it was just who had came out on top really in that game. Balmeray could never really get their offense going very well. Um, the Whit Harrell Panthers, they had several fumbles. Um, some of them they got back, some of them they did not. But, I mean, both of the teams just, uh, you could tell they were playing their hearts out. It's just, you know how those things happen sometimes. And usually they don't happen this late in the season, but it sure did yesterday. Well, that that's... Uh... Uh, interesting to hear Whit Harrell winners over Balmeray 34 to 20. And so Whit Harrell moves on to the state semifinals and they will take on, yeah, not a whole lot of surprise to a lot of folks. The Benjamin Mustangs out of the uh, region two, they uh, take out Throckmorton 48 to nothing uh, for Throckmorton. Jacob Gaspar, 14 carries, 101 yards, also 82 yards passing for the Greyhounds and Coach Hans. Don't have any uh, stats uh, there for Coach Hayes and the Mustangs, so uh, I'm sure it was a lot of the Grayson Rigdon show. But uh, Benjamin moves on to the state semifinals where they will take on Whit Harrell. So let's move up to Division One, And uh, I, you know what? Let's start with the game that I was at yesterday. And that was the one that I think everybody really wanted to see, and that was Westbrook and Rankin doing battle at that palace of a six-man place in Robert Lee at 5 o'clock yesterday afternoon. It was, uh, you know, pretty nice weather, to be honest with you. Uh, temperature in the low 50s when we got started. A uh, little bit of a win out there, but I'll be honest with you, Bobby. It wouldn't have mattered. Westbrook simply dominated Rankin in this ballgame, 62-16, to winning this one at halftime. 
Cedric Ware, 16 carries, 105 yards, five touchdowns, uh, two uh, receptions for 46 yards and a touchdown. Grayson Jeffrey, 85 yards rushing. And Parker Matlock had a good game for uh, uh, for his dad, Homer Matlock. Six of eight, 107 yards and two touchdowns. Rankin really got n- not much of anything going. Had a couple of big plays in this one. Uh, David Bunger. The big man rumbles for 48 yards and a score. Uh, he broke several tackles on that one. Also had 22 yards receiving. Blake Wise, though, uh, their stud quarterback, only 7 of 17, did have a long touchdown pass in this one, but also two interceptions. And uh, their star uh, spread back, Brad Jackson, seven carries, four total yards. So 146 total yards for Rankin. I tell you what, Westbrook is one of those teams that uh, when the momentum gets to going their way, they are very difficult to stop, and that is exactly what happened in this ballgame. So it sounds like they got to going downhill, and it just rolled up into a big one. It it did in a hurry. That Westbrook defense is all over the place. I I don't know if you've never played them. It's kind of hard to uh, understand, but when they're firing on all cylinders, it's just they're they're they feel like they are everywhere, and that's exactly what they were doing to Rankin yesterday. Rankin had to go a lot more to the pass uh, there in the second quarter, uh, but just could not find anything really to get going on that offensive side. You know, they they got back into this one. Uh, they got down early, but Bunger scored, and I thought, okay, we're going to have a ball game in this one. But Westbrook answered right back, and and it really was ball game from that point forward. So Westbrook wins. They get to take on. That's right. Part three, they will play the Happy Cowboys, a repeat of last year's state semifinals. Cowboys defeat Nazareth Friday night, 56-16. to Trice Johnson, 22 carries, 171 yards and a touchdown, also nine tackles. Joy Blackman, uh, 10 carries for 67 yards and two touchdowns. Camden Spear, 4-9, 84 yards passing, two touchdowns. Also had an interception and a fumble recovery. And Quay Hodges, uh, two receptions, 58 yards and two receiving touchdowns. For Nazareth, Will Young played exceptionally well at the uh, quarterback position for the Swifts. 9 of 17, 138 yards and two touchdowns. But that Cowboy defense shut down uh, Nazareth's workhorse, Luke Schulte. 16 carries, 48 yards in this ballgame. And uh, Brett Heitschmidt, the big man, the six foot five end for Nazareth. Three uh, receptions for 62 yards and a touchdown. And this game was... It was 24 to 16 at half, and it was interesting. We're playing up in Tulia. Uh, game time temperatures we started was in the uh, 30s, but it wasn't Armageddon like everybody thought we were going to get, Bobby. Uh, you know, there was a lot of talk should we move the game or not? Uh, both Coach Goodwin and Coach Perryman just decided to ride it out. It really turned out to be a pretty nice night, but in the second half, kind of like uh, Westbrook, Happy got the train rolling. It was really difficult for Nazareth to stop. And uh, they went up by uh, three touchdowns when Kyton Johnson had a pick six, and that really sealed the deal for them. And about that time, here comes the sleet, rain, snow, whatever you want to call. And I will tell you, by the end, we're taking pictures in the most beautiful snowfall you'll ever see. One of those things, but uh, uh, a really good game there for the Cowboys in the second half. They they outscored uh, Nazareth there in the second half, shut them out in the second half, held them to less than 50 yards total offense. So, Happy and Westbrook, they met last year in the state semifinals in Slayton. They're going to do it again in Slayton and uh, should be a good ball game. Last year's was good. Westbrook just too good for the Cowboys. We'll see if they got an answer this year. Well, yeah, that's the one I'm looking forward to because, you know, we started out the year with Happy Westbrook, and I know Happy had uh, was not 100%. And, and now we're going to go into the final games with happy Westbrook 
And I I think that's going to be a good matchup. I, mean, I, I, I do too. It, it, uh, man, I'm telling you what Westbrook, I, I don't know that I can explain to folks. It's just a, a train when it gets rolling. It is very, very impressive. They are. They're a freight train. It's what they are. They're just going down the tracks and anyone who gets in their way, they're just trying to shove them out of the way. So, you know, but, but happy's not the kind of team that is easily shoved out of the way. So, you know, I think that's going to be a great game. I, I, I'm hoping it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to follow on the happy sports network for that one for anybody. It's cheap plug there. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think we're going to be broadcasting it too. Uh, you know, we're down to how many games Four. Wow. You know, this season has gone extremely quickly. Well, it has. We about halfway we were about halfway through the season and and life was pretty good. And uh, all of a sudden you look up and it's like, oh, hey, we're at the state uh, semifinals. And it's like, are you kidding me? Yeah, we're done with Thanksgiving. We're moving right on into the holiday Christmas season. So, I mean, it's time. It is time. Definitely is. And hey, real quick before we leave uh, Westbrook, a uh, quick shout out to uh, assistant coach here, Kyle Jeffrey for Westbrook. And uh, he's always kind enough to get us the stats for Westbrook. But uh, talked to him yesterday and he is a very loyal listener of the uh, uh, Backroads podcast. So definitely want to give him a shout out and uh, appreciate him uh, tuning in. He says he has us on every Sunday night. That's what we want, isn't it, Bobby? It, it is. Thanks, Kyle. So let's move down to Region 3. And another game played in a lot of weather, and it was Abbott and Gordon doing battle. And Abbott comes out on top in this one, a 32-24. to 24. It was the Mason Hale Show. 40 carries, 247 yards, and three touchdowns. Brady Schulz, five carries for 47 yards and a touchdown. And uh, our good guy, Joy Pavelka there, seven and a half tackles. For Gordon Stryker, Reed, 79 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Four of eight through the air, 67 yards and a touchdown. Riley Reed, 63 yards on the ground, 91 yards receiving and a touchdown. And Whit Fuller, uh, seven carries for 81 yards and a touchdown. This is a really close game and maybe a little closer than people expected. But as you told me, Bobby, you think weather definitely had an impact in this game. Oh, well, you know, they were playing on a grass field, kind of like Lorraine and Cherokee, where the, the score was kind of close there as well. And, you know, when it's it's nothing but mud, it's kind of hard. It doesn't matter what you have on your feet. It's going to be hard to grasp that ground and, and get some momentum going forward. But taking nothing away from both of those teams, I watched that game and wow, it was a really good game. But one thing I don't think people understand is the Gordon Longhorns. They're for real. And they're extremely young. So you can go ahead and quote me, but next year, watch out, folks, because Gordon is coming. Well, hey, Coach Reed, I know, is excited about that team there. Finally, let's finish up with maybe, I don't know, was was this the game of the week in the state quarterfinals? Erion County and Jonesboro doing battle there in Region 4. This game yesterday afternoon and Erion County comes out on top in this one, 44 to 43. Oh, do we have stories for you, but let's talk about stats first. Uh, Trevin Kofel, 12 of 16, 160 yards and three touchdowns through the air. Bo Morrow was a beast for them, 97 yards receiving on seven catches, uh, three of those going uh, four uh, touchdowns. And for Jonesboro, Caleb Cristal, uh, 22 carries, 143 yards, two touchdowns, also 101 yards passing and two touchdowns. 
Uh, he also threw an interception in this one. Jacob Cisneros, 91 yards rushing and two touchdowns. And Demarcus Acoff, two receptions, 55 yards and two touchdowns. But I was listening to this game, Bobby, and Jonesboro stir- storms out ahead. And I'm like, okay, well, you can't count Arion County out because I know May got up by 20 on them at one point in time. And sure enough, here comes Arion County just roaring back in this ball game. They jump back out. It reaches a point where they're up by two scores. I believe it was 30 to uh, 16 or so. And I thought, uh, Erion County's fixing to close this one out here in the fourth quarter. Well, Jonesboro scores. Then Erion County scores. But then Jonesboro scores twice to make it 44 to 43 with 135 left to go in this game. They line up for the two-point conversion kick. They get a penalty, back them up five yards. Then they miss the two-point kick, and that is the ball game in this one. Erion County wins it 44 to 43. Oh, you know, I would hate to be that kicker. Oh, that's just that's heart crushing right there. It is. That's the and, first thing I think of is, oh my gosh. Oh. Well, and you know, it's it's funny, and well, it's not funny, but it is interesting that we've talked about it a lot during the show this year. A lot of games we've seen where the two-point conversion kick has really made a difference in some really good ball games, and this is another one. It, it is. I don't think people understand if your kid can't run, can't pass, can't catch, teach them how to kick because they will be an integral part of their six-man team. Exactly. You know, and Wood Harrell, they kicked a field goal yesterday. Wow. I was shocked because you know we don't get very many of those. But they they were on the fourth down. They were on about the 30-yard line, and they just chose to kick, and it went right through the middle. So uh, you can't discount the kick. You know, we we talk about it so much. Let's just say three touchdowns, and you miss the point after all three times. I mean, that's that's equivalent to a whole touchdown, for those of you who can't do math since I'm Captain Obvious today. Uh (laughs) Well, and, 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 you know, not to pin everything on the kicker either because – there are five people up front. You've got to have a snap. You've got to have a good holder. Holders are huge in this whole thing. And there's a reason it's two points and not one like an 11 man. It is difficult to keep the opponent out. That whole operation has to be smooth. It has to be clean. And it has to be fast. I'll tell you yesterday, Rankin and Westbrook, both of those teams were in there. And I don't think one of the kicks got blocked. Now, one got missed uh, late. Bo Payne finally missed one for Westbrook. But... They were spot on, but the pressure coming in there was right there. You have to be on your game uh, when you are kicking that two-point conversion. That's why it's worth two points. Yeah, you got to be real quick with the foot. You really do, but you got to also have a holder. I mean, I mean, if you really think about it, folks, for those of you who don't really follow plays and stuff, you've got a kicker, you've got a holder, so you only have four players trying to block six. Uh, you know, that that's incredibly difficult, especially with the size of some of these teams. I can't imagine what it looked like with Westbrook and Rankin. <laughs> it, it was definitely a fire drill down there, but uh, good job by both of those teams uh, doing a good job of uh, getting those two-point conversion kicks. So that sets us up for the state semifinals. And let's go through those. We'll, we're in Division One, so we'll keep it there. We talked about Happy and Westbrook doing battle Friday night at 6 o'clock in Slayton. Saturday, the following day in early, it's going to be Abbott and Erion County doing battle at 6 o'clock. In Division Two. Whitherell and Benjamin will go at it Saturday at 3 o'clock. And Hermley 
And Oakwood and Lorraine are going to battle Friday night at 7 o'clock in Dublin. And after the game, everybody will enjoy a Dr. Pepper. Well, I don't know about all that. It might be too late because that game doesn't start till 7. But, um, you know, Texas 1A fans going to, uh, we have pushed through permission approval. Um, We've requested permission, I guess I should say, for all of these games. But I'm going to be down in early in Dublin, and I'm going to help Michael broadcast those games. Sometimes we, you know, we have seven team members, but when it gets down to four games, we all double up. And so uh, Stephen will be doing the Happy Westbrook and then Whit Harold Benjamin games. And then Michael and I will be doing Abbott, Erion County, and Oakwood and Lorraine. So we're really excited about that. We love playoff football, um, as I am sure you do. And I know you're really nervous about Friday at Slayton. Does Very. it feel like deja vu? It, it does. I mean, it, it it is crazy. And, I mean, I, I guess you could say you wouldn't want it any other way, but I know Westbrook is unbelievably talented and you know, here's the thing about Westbrook. Coach Matlock is about as nice a guy as they come. And, and, and just, yeah, he is. They, they run a class organization. So, you know, if you're going to get beat, that's the type of team you want to get beat by. Uh, they do a fantastic job there. Just really good people over in Westbrook. And, uh, but it, it, I expect that to be a really good game. Uh, you know, it, it could potentially be a game of runs. Uh, but it's it it will be a heck of a ball game in Slayton. I think so. I um, um sometimes I, I question myself why I go south because I wanted to see that game so badly. But you know, trying to even it out so everybody gets a chance to cover um some type of state semifinal. So no doubt there. So that's gonna r- wrap up football. Let's get to our state quarterfinal week uh, notes that you've got there, and uh, it starts. Uh, with uh, Coach Halford over at McDade. Yes, Coach Halford, McDade Bulldog basketball coach, got his 200th win this past week. So congratulations to Coach Halford. Uh, Also, one thing I missed in the 2022 Volleyball State Tournament that I want to rectify here is Mabry Herman from DeHennis tied the State 1A individual record with six blocks in the game against Benjamin. So shout out to Mabry for making it into the UIL 1A record books. Also, additional notes. I feel like I'm going to be talking for a long time here, Craig, because Lehman Six Man 101 is coming up, and it is a doozy. It, it is. Uh, we'll have to split that one. I'll I'll take one division, and you take one division. How about you know, that? I think that's a great idea. But uh, before we get there, congratulations to Rody Ligon from the Cherokee Indians. He will be at Sol Ross State University Lobo, and he will play for them next fall. And we know he will do great in Alpine next year. I found something fabulous, Craig. Something absolutely fabulous <laughs> while I was scrolling. Abbott's coach, Terry Crawford, you know, we all know Terry. Um, He was interviewed by the Waco Tribune, and the reporter asked him this question. What's it like practicing Thanksgiving week? Coach Crawford answered so very well. This is what he says. I absolutely like playing. It's like I can't describe the feeling when we're not playing football at Thanksgiving. I'd have to do weird things like shopping with my wife. 
If we're playing football, I can always say, sorry, dear, we've got to get ready to play a game. <laughs> so thank you, Coach Terry Crawford, for that quote. That is absolutely outstanding. Hopefully, I, I'm pretty sure you're going to have to go shopping with your wife after these games are over with and before Christmas, don't you, Craig? Yeah, I would imagine. Uh, but you know what? If he can win a state title, she'll probably say, you can do whatever you want. I read on a little further and it was like she'd much rather him be coaching a football game than shopping with her during this time. So I thought that was really cool. Spoken like a true coach's wife. No, no, no doubt there. Hey, let's move to basketball. Yeah, basketball is going and it kind of gets overshadowed by football. But so many of these teams already uh, head first into basketball, both the uh, girls and boys side. And, you know, you pointed this out to me earlier in the week. But uh, when you look at the TABC top 25 Definitely something strange going on. Borden County, uh, the Lady Cows fell a lot of spots to number F, number 18 after beating a 6A team, Eaton, a 5A Cleburne team, and a 5A Abilene Cooper team, with their only loss being to 5A Abilene Wiley. But they dropped all the way to 18. And, you know, sometimes, especially early in the season, the TABC rankings, I don't know that I quite understand where they're going with those. Sometimes I don't either. So I just found that very interesting. And, you know, going into this Thanksgiving break, they're they're six and one and they're number 18. So, uh, folks, watch out for Borden County. I'm sure they don't want me to say that very loud. Maybe they're trying to keep it hidden and quiet. I don't know. But but watch out for them. We've got the top 25 girls and boys TABC on our basketball Web page. And those top 25 results came out November 21st. So I anticipate we will have a new set of rankings tomorrow morning. I think you're probably right. It's always fun to look, I think, at the boys' side because, you know, at number two in the ranking is Erion County. Well, they're still playing football. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> number four is Jayton. Naz just got done. They're at number seven. So you kind of look through there. Abbott sitting there at 13. Whitherell at 14. It just uh, it, it's interesting to see some of those teams uh, way up there and uh, they definitely deserve the rankings. It's just always funny to look up and Slack like Westbrook last year. Uh, we were in the middle of December and they were in the top 25 with a zero and zero record. And that's yeah. exactly the way Coach Homer Matlock wanted it. Yes. And you know what? I think the rest of the uh, Wildcats over there in Westbrook want it that way, too. I mean, who doesn't? You get you are in the playoffs in one sport and you're highly ranked in the second sport. I mean, that's never a bad thing. No. Well, and one last note uh, before we leave basketball on the TABC top 25, as far as the girls go, you pointed out a couple of weeks ago, uh, the Valley lady Patriots were not in there and lo and behold, they show up at number five. So somebody's listening to you, Bobby, because they uh, I don't know. I don't know about all that. <laughs> We're going to go with they were listening to you. How about that? Work for you? Okay, we'll go with that, but I still don't believe it. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, let's turn to Lehman's six man 101. And there is so much there to digest, literally digest. And uh, Bobby, I'll let you take it away. And I'll tell you what, I'll let you do division two. I'll take care of division one as we roll through this. Okay, but first. We have to tell a funny story because, you know, we've talked about Lehman's tweets this entire football season, right? <laughs> he posted one that was just absolutely magical, and I have to share it. This week is full of Lehman's tweets, 
and full of turkeys and all kinds of good stuff. So let's let's start with his turkey story. Uh, He said, it's a hard thing to believe, but it's surely a Texas thing. Lehman and and his family lived on a ranch when he was growing up. His dad had a Trans Am. You know, Trans Ams are special things. Well, yeah. Yeah, and he had just waxed it up, so everything was all shiny. Lehman says a rafter of turkeys walked by that shiny Trans Am. They saw their reflection in that shiny car, and they clawed all the painting off, fighting their reflection. (laughs) And yes, that's a true story. I'm not sure what's funnier, the fact that the turkeys uh, fought their reflection or that uh, it's a rafter of turkeys walking by. (laughs) I'm telling you. And, you know, (laughs) Lehman did go off on a tangent and he tweeted out all the collective nouns for all of the teams who were in the quarterfinals. And so I think maybe this kind of was his springboard into that. I'm not going to read all of them. Uh, We don't have much time and we've got a lot to go over with this uh, teams of history in these semifinals. So I guess we better get started. Let's let's leave the rafter of turkeys behind and and move on. What do you say? Hey, let's let's uh, jump on our uh, riverboat and head out of here. Well, we hope, I, I don't know what happened to that Trans Am after the turkeys messed it up, um, but can you imagine walking out of your house and seeing that? No. <laughs> it would be my luck, though, but no, I can't imagine it. Yeah, I wish I had a picture of that. I'd so put it on the web page. So, okay, so let's move on. Teams, history in the semifinals. So we're going to start with Oakwood. They have been 11-man and 6-man. But they came back to six man in 2008. They are currently one and two in semifinal games, one and one in 11 man, and zero oh and one in six man. In 1990, they played in the semifinal and they lost to Bartlett 17 14 when they were 11 man. Uh, also 11 man 1991, they were in the state final, but they lost to Memphis. This is the game you talk about. Heck yeah, those cyclones. Yeah, well, don't be a homer. <laughs> oh, but they beat Rungi 18 to 13 in the semifinal. And then in 2018, more recent as six man, uh, they had a semifinal loss to Strawn 51 to 6. So there's your Oakwood Panthers. They've been around for a while. They've just been back in six man, what? What's that? 14 years? Something like that. Yeah. 14 years. See, look, I can do math. I'm impressed. Sometimes, not all the time. Anyway, you know, I am an English teacher, so. Okay, moving on to Lorraine. They also have been 11-man and 6-man, but they moved to 6-man in 1986. They are 0-1 in semifinal games. So in 2014, they had a semifinal loss to Groom, 72-54. And Lehman indicates that Oakwood and Lorraine have never played each other. How interesting is that? We've had several of those this season. We have. It has been interesting. And uh, it's always, I always think it's fun when two teams that have never played each other finally get to face off. Oh, I know. It's, it's just a really neat thing. So I'm going to get to watch that game. I'm very excited about it. So there's Oakwood and Lorraine. So let's move on to Whit Harrell. Whit Harrell, this is interesting, has played 11 man eight man and six man 
but they've played six-man full-time since 1976, so for quite a while. They're currently 3-3 three and three in the semifinals, and that's all in their six-man days. Um, in 1981, they had a state final. They beat Mullen 56-36. Semifinal, they beat Gordon 54-18. to 18. In 1996, in the state final, they lost to Gordon by one point, 51 to 50. But in the semifinal, they beat Chillicothe 75 to 28. In 2000, they had a loss in the semifinal to Highland. 2001, they beat Richland Springs and Sanderson in the state final. And 2003, they had a semifinal. They lost to Fort Davis, 50 to 42. And then most recently in 2006, in the semifinal round, they lost to Jayton, 75-66. That sounds like it was a really good game. Moving on to Benjamin. Benjamin has also played eight-man and six-man. How cool is that? That is cool. And they're zero and two in semifinals, all six-man, no eight-man. In 1975, uh, they had a semifinal loss to Marathon, 63 to 26. And in 1975, there were only three rounds in the playoffs and eight teams made the playoffs. Then in 1977, they had another semifinal loss to Marathon again, 36 to 6. And then Whit Harrell and Benjamin have never played. Although Lehman says the the records are a little spotty back in the 70s. So uh, he believes this to be true. Interesting. Isn't that cool? That is cool. So uh, two teams that uh, or two sets of teams have never played each other facing off in the state semifinals there in Division Two. Let's go to Division One. Uh, those Westbrook Wildcats, they've only played six-man football 1938 to 1941, and then they brought football back in 1993. They are 1-0 in the semifinals, and guess what? That occurred last year. They beat Happy 54-20 to and then beat the May Tigers for the state title last year, 72-66. to uh, The Happy Cowboys, the team I call for, they've played 11-man and 6-man. Uh, they've been playing 6-man since 2000. I can tell you they played both 11-man and 6-man during World War II. It's quite interesting when you look at the history on that one. They uh, – would uh, play like on a Friday and then turn around on a Monday and play an 11-man game. So uh, it's fascinating, as uh, Lehman probably would love to see those records. It is interesting to see what goes on back in those days. But uh, happy uh, 0-3 in semifinals, all of those in the six-man ranks. They do have four regional titles back in uh, – uh, up until 1972, if you played in Class B, they only went two rounds deep, so you'd be a regional champ and – I don't know if there was four or eight of those, but they were that in 1948 when they beat Idaloo. <laughs> Hard to believe. Wow, uh, 1950 wow. when they beat Dimmit. Get this one. 1959 when they beat a small school called Lubbock Cooper. Oh, yes, wow. There's a 5A now. In 1962, uh, they beat Dell City 64 to nothing. Neat little uh, note for you on that game. Uh, that team, that was 60 years ago. And the starting right tackle for Happy. Uh, Jim McManigle, his grandson, Kiton Johnson, now plays for this year's team. So a neat little note there for you uh, on that one. Uh, in 2016, they lost the semifinals to Borden County. 2017, repeat the uh, record there. They lost in the semifinals to Borden County again. Uh, last year, they lost to Westbrook 54-20. to 20. 
Westbrook is 2-0 all-time versus Happy, and that occurred last year in the semifinals and in week one of this year uh, when they beat him at the Jaden Gridiron Classic 62-16. to uh, Erion County, Mertzen, they've played six-man, eight-man, 11-man, chess, checkers. Oh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, six-man, eight-man, 11-man. They've never been to the semifinal round. In 1971, just like Happy, they were regional co-champs with Highland. They had a tie in that ballgame, 22-22. And like I say, that was the furthest you could advance back then. So they do have a regional co-champ to their name, but they've never been to the semifinal round. And then finally, our good folks down in Abbott, they have played 11-man and 6-man. They are 2-5 and in the semifinals, all of that occurring in a 6-man. In 2002, they lost the semifinal round to Calvert, 52-6. In 08, they lost to Strawn in a barn burner, 102 to 70. Uh, in 2011, they lost to one of those really good Throckmorton teams, 78 to 52. And uh, then in the state finals, the next year, they lost to Throckmorton, 72 to 30, after beating Gordon, 74 to 60 in the semis. In 2013, they lost to May in the semifinals, 62 to 46. In 2015, they met another one of those powers. That would be uh, Kroll, and they uh, lost to Kroll, 40 to 30 beat Zephyr in the semis 53-8, and then last year they lost to the May Tigers in a tight one, 50-48. And guess what? Abbott and Erion County have never played before. So three of our four semifinal round matchups are matchups of teams that have never played each other. And if this was a year prior, you could say all four because that is the first time that Happy and Westbrook played was in the semifinals last year. So lots of teams uh, playing that have not played each other in history. And uh, we can't thank Lehman enough for doing uh, all of that, going through his uh, his uh, re- depository of records and Lord knows what's in that man's library and uh, <laughs> pulling all that out for us. I, I don't even want to know. Actually, he <laughs> sent me a picture of it one time and it blew my mind. Uh, but yes, thank you so much, Lehman, for for helping us out with all these. I mean, he helped us out with uh, Zach Nickerson's record um, this past week. So, you know, Lehman is always on the job when it comes to six-man scores and stats and records. And, I mean, the man is incredible. So thank you, Lehman, very much. I I did try, Craig, to get him on to do this because I really figure everyone's tired of hearing me. Uh, talk about Lehman so uh, but he thought that I would do better Um, hopefully we can get him on before the state game well I've had him on pregame before so he does a fine job we'll eventually convince him to come on here he does he does a great job (laughs) well Bobby that's going to wrap it up for us Uh, so much that we covered state quarterfinals state semifinals coming up Uh, basketball news tons of information on Lehman six-man 101 and uh, before we get out here, we can't thank enough Coach J.J. Johnson over at Oakwood for joining the show with us. Uh, did a fabulous job, and best of luck to his team uh, taking on Lorraine there in the semifinals. But let's get out of here. Hopefully weather won't be such a factor uh, in the uh, state semifinals. Uh, who knows, because last week it was supposed to be in the 60s, and then you looked up, and uh, 24 hours later they were calling for Armageddon in the Texas Panhandle. So I, I'm pretty sure I jinked, uh, jinxed us because I actually put a personal Facebook post out that said, oh, I can't wait for this awesome weather. And then Mother Nature said, no, no, ma'am, we're not doing that. So I have learned my lesson, and I am not saying a word. Never tempt fate. I can tell you that one. Let's get out of here. I'm Craig Spear with the Happy Sports Network. 
And I'm Bobby Brown with Texas 1A Fam. Remember, go forward and do good. <laughs>